For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey, good morning, Tim. I get to Senate Bill 202 and all the fallout, real and imagined. Uh, I want to quickly uh, deal with your issue this morning for the, at least the second time. You're in quarantine now. You don't have, I gather, you don't have coronavirus, or at least you have tested negative for coronavirus. You have been vaccinated. Nonetheless, you come into contact evidently with someone who is positive and, and thus the quarantine. Uh, did, how did all this come about? Yeah, well, it happened, and I'm feeling fine this morning. I did test negative yesterday, so we're continuing to monitor, but I was around someone for a, a fairly long period of time. Saturday when we were viewing the, the storm damage over in Noonan, and they got a positive test yesterday, and so just following the guidelines, trying to protect those around me, I'm, I'm quarantined. I'm supposed to be on the way to Valdosta right now, and we got the last day of session tomorrow, and I'm so tired of Zoom, but I got to Zoom on a few more days, and we got to keep working hard to get behind the coronavirus and get the vaccine out. Uh, you got your own vaccine, and you got the Johnson & Johnson shot down there in Waycross, one of the mass vaccination sites down there. I understand there is some, I don't want to say rethinking of the strategy, but, but adjustments that may be made here regarding the mass vaccination sites, maybe even closing some of them in favor of getting into communities and neighborhoods in different ways. Yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, the mass vaccination sites have been very successful, even though the demand, you know, south of the Nat line, the kind of the Columbus making Augusta line, it's not been quite as much. But when we we've changed there too, went to um, you know no appointment for several days, the, the volume picked up. But like in the metro sites, Haversham County, the, the Delta site at the airport. I mean, they have all just been jam-packed, which is great. The same for the Mercedes-Benz site that uh, we're helping the feds with. I mean, all that continues to go very well. And our county uh, health departments are doing a great job. You know, they're having drive-up sites, you know, once or twice a week all over the state. They're being very successful. But just the, the mass sites in rural Georgia demand, when people have to do an appointment, just wasn't working that well. And, you know, you got less people down there. A lot of the hospitals and medical providers and pharmacies have done a good job of getting people vaccinated. And there's definitely hesitancy. So we got to continue to change. I think it, as soon as we uh, saw the demand wane just a little bit, we opened the vaccines up to, you know, the 55 age group and medically fragile and intellectual developmentally disabled folks and their caregivers and others. And then when that started to wane just a little bit, we opened it up to everybody. And I think when we see the 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 demand wane at some of these mass vaccination sites, we'll move those resources to go in mobile, you know, going church to church, neighborhood to neighborhood, civic club to civic club. We're talking with large employers, you know, people like Caterpillar here, uh, Gulfstream down in, in Savannah, you know, Kia in West Georgia and so on, uh, you know, poultry plants and others to just go, you know, take the vaccine to them. Uh, and we've had a lot of faith leaders that are really stepping up and doing 
pods at their churches or, or do make an arrangement with a pharmacy or a local health department. So that's really the phase that we're moving into now. Uh, Governor Kemp with us here. One more on the issue of COVID-19, the state response to it. Georgia was never one of the states with the more extreme restrictions. Anyway, I gather there's an announcement coming from your office, possibly today at some point soon anyway, about relaxing some of the restrictions that are in place. Well, we're definitely moving in that direction. I mean, I kind of signaled that Friday when we were down on the coast really promoting tourism and that our economy has been open and it's opening it even further. And we want people to come to our, our beaches and our mountains and, you know, vacation here. And we know people have money in their pocket and they're ready to get out and do something. We've seen that demand starting to increase with, you know, uh, airline traffic picking up with Delta and, you know, great events like the Major League Baseball All-Star Game coming. We've seen a huge cheerleading competition at the Georgia World Congress Center. And, you know, we just want to try to help our service sector. I mean, you know, you think about people like the folks at the Classic Center, the folks that uh, were working at the Classic Center that may not be getting the hours they're used to or gotten laid off. I mean, we got to get those folks back going. So we're doing everything we can to promote that they've done a great job of figuring out ways to do that very safely uh getting our conference uh, business back our business travelers back so we're we're sending those signals exactly what it's going to look like we're still working on that tim there's a you know we've been hearing some feedback from some of our business partners that there's some some different credits and things in the federal stimulus bill that if we go too far too fast, it may actually economically hurt some of those businesses. So we're digging in on that right now, and we'll have more news coming here in the next few days. But we're definitely, definitely uh, open and uh, want to open further. It's just you know the timing on that we're still working through. Well, and, and speaking of the economy, Governor Brian Kemp, and potential threats to it, there are those who are raising issues of boycotts, uh, threats of boycotts. You mentioned the All-Star Game. That's evidently up for discussion. Some of the same people who told us they were leaving and never coming back a couple of years ago with passage of the anti-abortion legislation saying much the same now about Senate Bill 202, the election reform legislation. Leave aside for a quick moment, and we'll get to it in a moment, the substance of the bill itself, what's in it, what isn't, and what people are getting wrong. Talk about that, the the potential threat to the economy of Georgia. I mean, that's just idiotic. I mean, most of these people don't even live here. They could care less about what hardworking Georgians are going through and how hard the pandemic has been on them. They're trying to, you know, pad their wallets and, and, you know, really bring the cancel culture to great corporate partners. But you know who it punishes? It punishes hardworking Georgians that have been out of work. When you think about people that have not worked because the Masters was not played last year and what that did to small business folks in Augusta, you think about the hardworking people that are working a Braves game that didn't get to do that or didn't do it as much because there weren't any fans in the stadium last year. I mean, why would you want to hurt people over a bill that provides more access for voting, especially on the weekends, and just secures the vote of everyone. I mean, it's, it's insane what we're going through now. I've literally spent the last two or three days nonstop on any media outlet I could get on uh, to really spread the truth of the bill. But the thing is, Tim, if you look, if you look at the pattern over, I think, three weeks ago, a month ago, the domain name for Jim Crow 2.0 was reserved. So this playbook was in place long before anybody even knew what was going to be in it the bill at the end of the day 
and that's what the narrative is. It's all about, you know, an agenda. It's about a national movement in D.C. to give him an excuse up there like your clip with Senator Warnock. It's just giving him an excuse to say, yeah, we need to pass H.R. 1, a constitutional power grab to nationalize elections, which would be a disaster. Our founders, you know, came up with the Constitution the way it was with the states running elections to keep foreign interference when when the country was founded. And it's still relevant today, and that's what they're trying to undo. It's ridiculous. You said, uh, Governor Kemp, you said this legislation actually, in some respects, increases access to voting in Georgia and opportunities to vote in Georgia. Explain that. It does, it does do that. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about it. Fact check it all you want. It now mandates that every county have two Saturday voting, days of voting. That's mandatory. It gives them the option to do up to two Sundays of voting. So that's increasing the ability for access on the weekends. Governor Brian Kemp, the concerns about the photo ID stipulation or the the ID match on absentee ballots and absentee ballot applications, I I don't know how. My own observation has been that if we had set out to come up with the worst possible solution, we would have come up with what we had, which is the, the signature match. The idea now, I gather, is to replace something that is really subjective with something that is more objective. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I mean, even uh, Gabe Sterling on CNN that works for Secretary Raffensperger made the point last night that the Democrats sued over the signature match, so we get rid of it, put something simple like uh, the voter ID requirement that's free in Georgia that, you know, 97% of the people have used to vote in person before, so we know that they have it and it's, they're familiar with it. 99.9% of the people either have a driver's license, a state ID, the last four of their social, and a few other things that you can use. So their argument is just ridiculous that they're making this case. The thing that I keep telling people, Tim, is, you know, first of all, I believe the vast majority of Georgians support the voter ID requirement. you got to have it to get any kind of federal benefit. So, you know, when the feds are saying that it's ridiculous you do that, well, they should take it off us having to go through the airport. But, you know, keep in mind, that this is going to speed the process up at the local level. I've talked to, you know, I've, I've worked with and I've talked to a lot of local election officials and probate judges that run elections in their county. They believe this will make it easier for them to tabulate the votes and move them through rather than having an arbitrary signature match process. Of course, you're not going to hear the other side say things like that because that would be against their narrative. Governor Brian Kemp, uh, quickly, uh, just in quarantine, as we say, and this, uh, from your perspective, among the worst possible times of the legislative session, about to wrap up probably, we think, tomorrow. How, how long is the quarantine? Well, we're still kind of working through that. I think I was so busy yesterday, I had to rush out of the, the Capitol. To, I had some interviews that I had to do last night, so I had to get home where I would, wouldn't be, you know, I could get into quarantine, but... Um, I was. I think they were saying that I've got to test again toward the end of the week or over the weekend. If I get another negative test, I'll be good to go. So I'm, I'm going to work on that this morning. And I know whatever the regime is, and I haven't quite got it down, but I know our team is working with Dr. Timmy just to make sure we're following the right protocol and you know just not expose anybody that you know in case I do have it. But I feel great this morning, and um, 
you know, hopefully, hopefully nothing comes in my way. And but still, I, I tell you, it's a good reminder. As much as we're opening to get back to normal, we got to continue to follow the best practices here for the next few months, regardless of what stage we're in, uh, because the coronavirus is still out there. These new variants are, you know, they, they spread quicker. So I want to urge people to get vaccinated. And if you haven't, just watch your distance, wear your mask when you're in public, and just do the common sense things that gotten us this far. All right, Governor Brian Kemp, best of luck. Stay well. Thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, Tim. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.